Early on when I was trying to figure out after the, you know, the first webinar I did was the um, rental relief request webinar where we had 640 people sign up. And then I did the Facebook prospecting webinar and I realized, and we had a lot, like a couple hundred people on that one. I said, okay, you know, obviously people are sitting home and, you know, looking for things to do. Let's have a webinar series. And I put out some ideas of some topics that I thought would be fun. And um, the time management one was a huge, you know, everyone wanted that one. That was a huge, a lot of people. And then people gave me ideas. And some of you said, you know, what was, what was your first deal or what was your toughest deal or your hardest deal? Or so uh, my toughest deal just happened to be my first deal when I, after I left and went on my own in 2004. So I've given this, I told Jim, I've given this talk to many college students, I've never given it in pub, to the public before. So I thought, since it was already in the can, we've you know presented it numerous times. Uh, it was an easy thing to uh, to you know pull out of the Dropbox and show. So um, here we go. I will share with you my toughest deal ever. All right. So um, for those of you that know me, I am. Um, Market knowledge is, I think, one of the, the most important things that we need to have in many, many parts of our commercial real estate life. In the, my latest book, uh, The Retail Leasing Playbook, it, it literally encompasses, and then in the online class, market knowledge is like the first third of the book and the first third of the class. Because without having market knowledge, you have zero idea of market rents, vacancies, incentives being given, et cetera, et cetera. And then I just spoke to a young uh, woman yesterday about her career path. And I asked her this, posed the same question. What's the market, you know, she's like, should I leave my company? You know, I'm having some doubts of staying, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, what's the market? And she had no idea. So market knowledge is just crucial. And in this case, with this first deal or toughest deal, um, the reason I bought the deal is because of my market knowledge. And I'm going to share with you what I mean by that. Or not. Sorry, guys. So here is the area. This is uh, in South Florida. And um, can you see my uh, mouse, Josie? I presume you guys can. Yes, yes we see okay. the mouse. So this is the site here, and you can see it is an out parcel of a Lowe's. This is a Shell gas station. Uh, this is a Starbucks. This is a McDonald's, Bank of America. Look at this old name, Blockbuster Video. Publix is a supermarket anchored shopping center. This whole area here was called Co Coquina Plaza. Um, this was a pancake house, and this was a lot that, was, that I'll share, talk about, and Lowe's. And then down here was a big uh, general cinema, uh, a big, big general cinema, not general cinema, but um, right now it's a Cinemark, and then TGI Fridays. And this is I-75, and this is Sheridan, and um, west of here is a lot of, uh, you know, $300,000 to half a million dollar and up homes. And I happen to live about two miles this way. 
So I'm very familiar. This is our movie theater. And at the time that this opportunity came up, um, the company I'd worked with before, Terra Nova, we, and this was, by the way, right here was a multi-tenant strip center right here. So we had the leasing on this shopping center right here. All these out parcels were built out by the developer. This was a strip center. And then we had um, the leasing of this strip center and then this uh, property right here. And it was 100% leased. So um, we were like just like a place card for our client, a German uh, pension fund, who we needed to be um, the leasing and manager of this deal even though there was not really any leasing because it was 100%. Additionally, this site right here next to this site was um, a parcel that our German client called us one day and said, we just got back this piece of land on, from Co the out parcel on Coquina Plaza and you know, we want you to sell it. So uh, I went to my leasing agent who uh, worked in this area and I said, Steve, you know, we, we're, uh, our client wants us to sell this out parcel. What do you think we should offer? You know, what do you think we should ask for this out parcel? Go do a market study. So we know what we need to, you know, put out there as the sale price. So he, you know, goes out like three or four days later, comes back and he said, you know, I have no idea because there's not that much in the marketplace. I'm going to go to this next slide. So here was a bigger overview. So here's the site. You can see Publix Lowe's, the movie Co. Fridays. And then you can see that there was very little in the area for him to get any kind of idea about pricing, right? This stuff over here was really far away in another market. This stuff over here, very far away in really like a different submarket. So um, this piece was about I want to say it was three quarters of an acre, three quarters of an acre. So it was smaller than this piece. This piece was 1.77 acres. So this is about three quarters of an acre. So we go ahead and we put a sale price out on it of about, I think we started at around 499 for three quarters of an acre. We had no idea. And within 24 hours, we had three full price offers. So we knew right away <laughs> that we were under market for that deal. So we ended up going, and they were all three, you know, public company fast food chains. So we ended up, we ended up retrading everyone and just kind of going out to an open bid. And I think we ended up selling it the three quarters of an acre for almost a million dollars. So a million dollars, three quarters of an acre. And uh, we ended up selling it to Applebee's. Our client was thrilled, thrilled, because this was, I think who had it before was Longhorn Steakhouse or one of those guys and they had gone bankruptcy and they ended up get, you know, turning it back to the, to the developer. So it was um, three quarters of an acre for a million dollars. So at the time, and I'm still with Terranova, my prior company, I see this property available and it's 1.77 acres and they're asking $1.2 million. 
And I went to my partner and I said, oh my gosh, we need to buy this deal because it's 1.77 acres. We just sold the, the deal next door at three quarters of an acre for like $980,000. And um, my, my partner at the time said, you know, we've got bigger fish to fry. We don't want to be buying out parcels. So we ended up, we didn't end up doing it. Fast forward, I leave that company six months later and um, I'm driving, I think I went to the movies one night and I see that this, this deal is still for sale. I call up the next day and it, you know, General Electric Credit Corporation was the, the entity that owned it. They had foreclosed on you know, some other fast food restaurant. And um, I said, what's the price? And they said, 1.2 million. And I said, how big is it? And they said, 1.77 acres. And I said, okay. Um, I, and I said, they, and, they, and the broker said, they're not negotiable. Like you gotta, it's gotta be 1.2. So I said, okay. So um, we, so understanding that it was general electric credit was important to me because I knew that they had zero idea about the market. You know, they were based in Connecticut. The broker was based in Tampa, which was about four hours from us. So they didn't really understand what was going in the market. Like they had no idea what we just sold the Applebee's for next door, which is, you know, music to my ears. So I decide that we're going to put it under contract or I'm going to put it under contract. So I don't have $1.2 million in the bank. So I take four of my girlfriends and I take them to dinner at a restaurant, which I'm going to go back and show you. So right here on the end cap of this strip center is a Cuban restaurant. And I took them to dinner. They're like, why are we going to eat at a Cuban restaurant? And I said, you'll see. And that we sat right here and the window faced the property. And I said, you look, see, look out that window. And they said, yeah. And I said, that piece, see that piece of land? And they're like, yeah. And I said, we're going to buy that. And they're like, what? I'm like, we're going to buy that. And they thought I was absolutely crazy. And one of them said, you know, my son's getting married. I don't have them. I said, it's 1.2 million. I want to find 10 friends that will give me a hundred grand. And my one girlfriend said, um, I don't have the money because my son's getting married and blah, blah, blah. And another one said, I don't really like buying land. And then the other one said, you know, interesting, but you know, not sure. I said, okay, well, you guys don't have to do it, but I'm going to go buy it. So um, I start calling people. So, oh, so, so what I did was I hired a guy to do this investment opportunity package and I paid him $5,000 because I had no idea <laughs> So I came from a company where I was the president and had 150 people at my disposal to do packages, marketing packages, underwriting. I had, I was a, I'm a great leasing agent. I had no idea how to do an Argus run or any of that. I know how to read Argus runs, but I didn't know how to create one. And I, I didn't think I could go out to a bunch of people and offer, you know, or ask for them to give me a hundred grand or 50 grand and not have you know, this like financial, you know, offering memorandum. So I called my friend, Jeff, who's very smart and had done this many times. And I gave him, I think I, we agreed to $5,000 and he did this very fancy package. And, you know, it had this development pro forma in it. It had this acquisition deal thing in it. And, um, and so that's what we did. And we said, it's 1.2 million and it's 1.77 acres. And we want to raise money. We're going to go get a loan. 
but you know, how much equity can we raise? And, and that's what we went out to do. And I think I went out to probably 20 people and uh, 14 people stepped up. And I'll show you later the, the partners that, you know, the, the amounts of money that the partners put in. So now I have my equity and now I've got to go get a loan. So again, I had never done this before in my life. <laughs> so someone said that Union Bank was giving loans and they would you know, give a loan to me for this land. So they gave us a proposal of uh, this, you can see a $780,000 acquisition loan. And I think, okay, so I had another option of another bank, but I went with this bank. And um, everything was going along hunky-dory until the appraisal came in and the appraisal was appraised at, I think it came in at $600,000. I was infuriated because obviously it was a residential appraiser, appraiser. He didn't even, like I, you know, did you not look at the information that I gave you that Applebee's just bought this site for 980,000 for three quarters of an acre right next door? Like it was infuriating. And I thought, okay, this is going to be my first deal and my last deal. You know, I'm not going to be able to buy the deal. And I have the deal under contract and I have a certain amount of time that I have to close, but now I have to start all over with a new bank because the banks back then, this was in 04, this is even way before the whole, the whole 08, 09 crisis, but they were still very gun shy about, you know, the appraisals not coming in right, yada, yada. So now I've got to start off with a new bank. And so what did, so my girlfriend, my girlfriend Ivy, so smart, who, you know, had done a lot more of this. She said, look, the bank doesn't, the, the seller doesn't want to start all over with another buyer, explain what happened and try to get an extension. So I did that and I got an extension, which was a beautiful thing. They gave me an extension to get another bank so that we could get another more legitimate appraisal which we did. So now we've closed on the property. We get a bank loan. I have equity and we're rocking and rolling. Now, the, it was in the REA, the reciprocal easement agreement, and there was deed restrictions that would not allow us to split the parcel. So we couldn't, I couldn't split the parcel into two, you know, three quarters of an acre deals and um, sell them off. So the only thing we could do was to land lease. I wanted to land lease it. I didn't want to sell it, but we could have land leased it to one operator. We could have sold it to one operator, or we could have land leased it to two operators. So that was the plan. The plan was we're going to do two fast food restaurants and ground lease them. So, um, and I put up a sign on the property that said, um, this was the, the site plan, and we showed this on the property. We said two ground leases available. And I wrote on the sign, no hamburger, no gas, and no bank. Because in the deed restrictions on that, so we had deed restrictions running with this out parcel. This whole piece had deed restrictions. So if I had Bank of America, I couldn't do a bank. If I had Shell Oil, I couldn't do uh, gas. You know, all, Publix, et cetera. So all these people 
in the lease when we bought when we bought the piece of land we had to agree to assign all of the deed restrictions that ran with this almost like a PUD. So because I couldn't do bank, gas, and hamburger, I didn't want all these people calling me about, um, you know, I want to do uh, gas or hamburger or a bank. I wanted to stop those phone calls. So I thought I was brilliant. So. I have a leasing sign up. We want two ground leases. And if you're a bank, gas, or burger, don't call me. So all good. So very exciting. Remember, we have this under, you know, we closed for 1.2 million for equity and a loan. So we start negotiating with a couple ground uh, lessees. So here you can see Pollo Campero coming into our South Florida market at the time. And um, and we have a $100,000 land lease offer. So I have to pause because my dog is sitting right in front of me and she has to go to the bathroom and I, I've locked my boys out of my room. So hold on, <laughs> come get, this is real time. Come get dog, she has to pee. Did you like that? Okay, so, um, so here's our first offer in August and uh, Let's. I don't know when we closed. Maybe Josie, do you, maybe you can look up to see when we closed. I think we closed in like, I don't know, June or July. So um, August eighth, two thousand five. Oh no, it was. I think we even closed in 04. So we have this ground lease of a hundred grand. You can see ground lease number one. Thank you so much. I literally had to stop my webinar and say the dog has to pee. I have to tell my kids. And then um, another one, which was Arby's, and they had offered. What, where's the number? 85,000. So uh, you developers out there, not bad, 185 of net income. And look at that. That was in November of 04, that deal, right? So November of 04. So Arby's stepped up. And by the way, I remember Arby's being one of the suitors for the Applebee's piece. So we now have 185,000 of ground lease potential income on our you know, $1.2 million purchase. So I'm, I'm feeling very, very excited about this, two ground leases, right? Everyone agree? Put in the chat if you would agree that you would take that deal uh, you know, anytime. So, um, so what happens? <laughs> so I get a call one day, so now, by the way, the three women that were in the restaurant that night, they're all in the deal. Okay, they all like, once I put it under contract and I started raising money with my family and friends, all those three women are in the deal. So, and one of the women works for a company that does Walgreens development. So I get a call one day from a guy in her company named Todd. And Todd calls me up and I go, hey Todd. And I know the only thing he does is Walgreens. And I said, what's up? And he says, um, I'm calling about your Southwest Ranches site. And I'm like, but you only do Walgreens. He goes, yeah, I'm calling for Walgreens. And I'm like, but it's off corner. So, you know, reminding you of the site. Okay, it's off corner. This is the corner. There's a gas station on the corner. It's off the corner. He goes, yeah, we know. But I'm sure you realize that there's nothing available in the market. <laughs> so we are interested in off corner. And I'm like, awesome. And so I go, 
can I call you right back? And he goes, sure. I hang up and I call my friend who's his boss, who's a partner in the deal. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Todd just called. You're not going to believe this. Keith says Walgreens is interested. Like Walgreens is interested in our site. And she's like, there's no way. And I'm like, I know it, right? It's off corner. And she goes, yeah. So she goes, let me go find out. So she hangs up. She goes to see Todd and it walks down the hallway. Todd, what's up? Yeah, it's real. It's real. They're very interested. And she's like, oh my God. She comes back. She calls me. She goes, okay, I have to now disclose that I'm part of this deal because you know this is a conflict. I'm like, okay, well, your boss already knows you're a partner in my deal. Yeah, he knows, but we need to disclose to our client. Okay. So we have to be arm's length. I'm like, okay. So we now start down the road of a Walgreens ground lease. And of course they want to buy. And I'm like, nope, not interested, only interested in a ground lease. Okay. So we start negotiating. So I got to tell these two guys, Arby's and Pollo Campero, um, sorry, uh, we're going to put your deals on hold. And we work out uh, an LOI. So this is November of 04. So we work out an LOI for two and a quarter ground lease, right? Two, so this is my first deal. Like this is, I'm loving life. I shouldn't have been loving life <laughs> because you'll see what happens. So, um, so we're very excited. We're going to do a two and a half, two and a quarter ground lease with Walgreens, like the best credit in the land. And we literally start negotiating um, for months and months and we're negotiating for months and months. And um, I literally God or a higher power, who the hell knows. I literally sat up in my bed one night with, in a cold sweat and said, isn't that weird that Publix didn't have an exclusive on drugstores? Because they have an exclusive in every lease I've seen in my career, there's an exclusive on drugstores. And I could not go to sleep and at six o'clock in the morning, I called my girlfriend and I said, because she was the one who did the due diligence with me on, in all of the documents. And remember, we were very thorough to know I couldn't do bank, hamburger, and gas to the point that I put it on the signs that certainly was there not a drugstore exclusive in the public's lease? I said, and she goes, oh my God. Of course there was. I said, right? So I'm leaving right now at six in the morning to go to my office because back then we didn't have the leases on Dropbox or in the cloud. And I drive to my office and I call her at 6.15 with the terrible news <laughs> that Publix, that not only does Publix have an exclusive for a drugstore, it's a deed restriction and all of the parties it's in all of the parties' leases, no drugstore. I hope you all, all of you developers in the room, you know, you can understand the pit at the bottom of my stomach. And I'm telling you that the land lease negotiations were for sure three or four months in the making. And now I have to call Todd and I have to call, you know, my attorney and we have to tell Walgreens and how embarrassing, how embarrassing. And you know, everyone on the call I know and everyone listening on this recording, it's the number one rule to read the documents. And, and for weeks, my girlfriend and I were like, how did we miss that? And all I can, I, I have no idea except for all I can think of, and I believe this is what happened, 
is of course I read that there was a pharmacy exclusive, but I went to the position of that Walgreens in that era only did hard corner deals. They never went off corner. So I just think I said, well, it doesn't matter that there's a Walgreens or a pharmacy exclusive because there's not, there's only two pharmacies. It was Walgreens and at the time Eckerd Drugs, if you guys even know who that is. And there's no way that they're going off corner. So I think that we just discounted it. Um, don't discount in the future. So huge lessons learned there. So there was, there was, so right, so we've had the appraisal problem. And now we've had, this is a huge problem. This is a huge problem. And just a very embarrassing problem because in 04, now I've been in the business since 88. Like, you know, you don't make mistakes like this. So very embarrassing. And here it is, you know, you, you're not allowed to sell drugs required by law to be dispensed by a, a registered pharmacist. And, you know, we were definitely breaking that. So very embarrassing, very embarrassing. Um, now, so what happens? So I call Publix and um, I say to Publix, you know, would you do me a favor? <laughs> like, no. Like, okay. And I literally, literally for probably six months called Publix every month. And I had a really good relationship with Publix built over many years. I had a very good relationship with the guy at Publix and for six months called Publix, no go. And then, and, and every probably three weeks, Todd on behalf of Walgreens was calling me. While that was going on, we, we went back to the fast food restaurants and we're negotiating. That's why there was an 05 LOI, because we you know, were back negotiating with those guys. Um, but Every time Walgreens called me, I became, had more courage to come up with the idea of calling Publix, I think the seventh or eighth time, and said, would you take a million dollars? Would you take a million dollars to get rid of the exclusive? And the Publix guy said, and I, I think before I called Publix, I think I said to the Walgreens folks, if I could get them to release it for a million dollars, would you put money in on that? And I believe I got that, I got Walgreens to say yes to that. So Publix says, I think we'd take a million dollars. So now I'm like, okay, now, so I go back to Walgreens and I say, Publix will take a million. I said, you put in, I think I said, you guys put in 700 and I'll put in 300, I think is what I did. And now we're off to the races. So everyone participates. I participate, Walgreens participates. And yeah, or, or, so let's see, it says, Walgreens has authorized me to present to you a release of 300. I'll match their commitment and the total sum we're offering is 600. We ended up going up to a million. Gave, we gave Publix a million dollars. But then what happened was the attorney said, Beth, you're not done there. You have to go get releases from Lowe's, Publix, or Publix we had, Lowe's, Starbucks, Bank of America, 
Shell, McDonald's, Applebee's. I think that's it. So I think six or seven other people. And my attorney said, just give up. It's never going to happen. <laughs> if any of you know me, that's like putting a red flag, a red cape in front of me. I'm like, are you kidding? I just got Publix to agree to this. I'm going to, I am going to go make this happen. So I started with relationships. Oh, and I'd, I had to get the developer. So I went to the developer who was my former client and he said, of course, no problem. I went to Lowe's because my, one of my former leasing agents uh, or members of my team at Terranova repped Lowe's and I said, and I knew the Lowe's people. So I called Lowe's, they said, no problem. Then I went to Applebee's who had just done that deal and I got that, them to waive it, no problem. Then I went to bank, then my attorney who I was working with was the attorney for Bank of America. So he called his guy and got it, no problem. McDonald's, I reached out to someone I knew who had a relationship with McDonald's and got that. So I'm now five out of seven done. And I have to work with Bank of America, I mean, uh, Starbucks, which was an investor, it wasn't Starbucks. It was an investor who bought the Starbucks real estate and Shell Oil. And Starbucks wanted money. The, the, the Starbucks investor wanted money. And Shell Oil just wouldn't even communicate with me. And I, this would, I could not do this deal without getting all these, these approvals. So here, so here it was. This was the tract. So it was, you know, Shell was here. This was the parcel. This was Applebee's. The, oh, I had to get the Pancake House, Lowe's. I mean, so I had to get all these people, all these people. So uh, like I said, I'm down to two people and, um, oh, jumping ahead there. And um, so finally, I, we make a deal with Starbucks. I think I had to give them, I wanna say it was about 37 grand. And then I had to get Shell and Shell, I, there's a picture somewhere. I sent Shell, oh shoot. I'll tell you, I guess it comes up later. I finally had to get Shell to, I sent Shell cookies. I sent those little cookies that you can write things on. And I said, Shell's number one. I only buy gas from Shell. I'll only buy gas from Shell for the rest of my life. I wrote little things on cookies. And then the guy called me. Oh, Starbucks, I think I paid 17 grand. And then I paid Shell 37 grand. So we were in it for less than 50,000. But the cookies is what saved me that to get the guy's attention and then get the document signed. So now we're now I've gotten all of these approvals. My attorney couldn't believe it because he was like, give up, give up, give up. He was a very conservative guy. I would never use him again. It's so important, so important, the attorneys that you pick. So we're finally good to go. I got all the approvals. We're moving forward. And then Walgreens calls and says, will you sell? So the Walgreens developer, who by the way is my friend's company, so they call and say, you know, we really wanna buy the deal. We really wanna buy the deal. We don't wanna do a ground lease. And I'm thinking, okay, everything I've ever heard in commercial real estate is you, you know, ground lease if you can. Don't sell unless you have to. So I called some of my partners who, most of my partners were in the real estate industry. And I'm like, you know, they really want to buy. They're like saying, name the price. And so we're like, okay, well, of course we would all love to own, maybe not now. Think now, you know, in 2020, I'm glad we don't own the Walgreens. Uh, but um, 
we all agreed that for a certain price, we would agree to sell. So we threw out the price and we, we which I'll show you in a minute. So we, th we threw out the price and then we said, we don't pay the public's money and we don't pay a brokerage fee. If you wanna buy, you buy it at this price and you pay all of the public's commitment and I don't have to pay your broker. And they really wanted it. So they, they offered, so, okay, so I guess they had to pay my 300,000 of the public's payment because they had already agreed to pay the 600, uh, a brokerage fee of 75 and the ground lease and at a 6.4 cap rate. So that's what we agreed to. And they said, okay, they would do that. So, and now they kept extending. Now, now we have it under contract with them. And now they're extending, they're extending, they're extending, they're extending. I'm starting to get worried about the economy and I'm pushing them to close because I'm, I'm starting to see signs. I'm getting very nervous and, I'm, and, and it's a conflict with me and my girlfriend. And I'm like, they got to close, we got to close, we got to close. So, and then back to my lawyer, that whole problem with my lawyer, I didn't like him. He wasn't, he also, he just wasn't, he didn't work for the benefit of me. Like I kept telling him to tell them they got to close, like be, put pressure on them. And he was just very conservative. He was a very conservative guy and it just didn't work. I wasn't comfortable with him at all. And I learned a very important lesson. Um, and don't rely on, I, 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 back then in the beginning, again, this was my first deal. I felt like I was, I was insecure about my intelligence about doing deals on my own. I had been a partner in many deals with my former partner, but he always took the lead. He always did everything. Now I'm front and center. I'm representing a bunch of partners behind me, their money, and I was very insecure. But in the end, everything that I had an instinct about, it played out and I was right. So, but I kept relying on other people. And it, so I learned that was another lesson to just go with your instinct and push hard and do the best you can. And, and don't be worrying about or listening to lawyers who, you know, he told me to give up that I would never get the seven approvals. So I should have knew right then. At one point I thought about changing lawyers midstream and actually got some advice and people were like, you know, you'll start all over, it'll be a big mess, so don't do that. So I didn't, but I never used that guy again. So this, here are the cookies. I knew I had a picture of the cookies. This is the cookie, the, these types of cookies. I've sent these cookies a lot to different people in, the, in, in my history when I can't get, when someone goes MIA, MIA for $30, these cookies are, they're a huge trick, so use them. So we finally, so it's not over yet, <laughs> I promise you. We finally have a closing date. It's two weeks before closing and the buyers say, we have a problem. I go, what's that? And they said, FPNL has a transformer on our on the property and it's supposed to be in the easement but it's not in the easement it's fully on the property and i'm like and i didn't catch that in when i bought the property i didn't catch that they're like you know you got to move it or we're not closing i'm like i got to move an fpnl transform he's like yeah so I, of course, call FPNL. You developers, if any developers are listening, you know, like this is impossible. So I'm calling FPNL and they're like, oh yeah, we'll get you, you know, in nine months. And I'm like, no, 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 you got to do this now. And 
calling them, calling them. I'm calling people. Does anyone know anybody at FPNL? Nothing. So I finally just find, I get literally look up the address of FPNL in Davie, where I live. I drive to the FPNL office. I bring them cookies, like just cookies from Publix or a bakery, and I sit until someone sees me. I sat in, and if you've ever been in an FPL office, there, it's, there's not a big, nice waiting room. Like there's literally a chair, and then there's like this door where it's locked and they need, I mean, I'm, I, it's, it was bizarre. I sat in that little chair for four hours until someone saw me, gave them the cookies, they saw me, and they're like, we'll do what we can, but you know, we're not sure. So finally, they get it on the schedule to move it. So here is the site. Here's the Walgreens. Here's the site. And, and the transformer, like here's the easement. And it's, you know, clearly you can see on the property. So, so the cookies helped. My sitting there for four hours helped. They get it on the job. We now have to extend the closing. Um, they finally agree to that they are going to get a crew out there to move it. Uh, they go ahead and move it. Here's another picture. So here's the easement. They've got to move the transformer from wherever it is into the easement. They do it. They move it. The buyer goes out to check to see if it's the work is done. Oh, I, oh here are the other things I offered. To, I did offer to the buyer. Uh, I could get an indemnification from FPNL, which FPNL offered to do. The title company would agree to release them. And I agreed to put money in escrow for them to get it moved. So I had done all of those things prior to me going and convincing FPNL to move it. And the buyer said, no go. So I finally get FPNL to agree to move it. They go move it. We get an eight week extension. Uh, I got, I got non-refundable money from them that they would close once I got this done. All things I learned in the fly. They move it in three weeks. And then guess what happened? No one's gonna guess what happened. They missed by a foot. They moved it. They went out. I told the company, the buyers, they moved it. They went out and it was still on the property by a foot. By this time, <laughs> I throw up my hands. I said, either you close or you don't. But this deal's over because I, you know, there's nothing more left in me, and uh, we closed <laughs> with the transformer still on my property. And here is everyone made 199.9 percent on their money. The profit was, you know, two million dollars. You can see we had partner A, B, C. We had 14 partners. You can see here these were the friends of Beth. I had five people that, could, that were good friends of mine that I wanted to have be in the deal. They all could only afford $10,000. This was the F, maybe it's, let's see, one, two, three, four, yeah, six. Five people, five people, and they were the FOB group. So they were the friends of Beth and everyone else did 50 or 50 or 100. Here's another person that did 10. Um, obviously, a huge $50,000 investment, 199.91% on their money. As you can, uh, as you can, as you probably figured out, I knew nothing about 1031 exchanges. So I was very happily, I paid everyone their money. 
Um, and then we found shops of Arrowhead very soon thereafter. So I wished I would have done the 1031, but I didn't know. I didn't know any better. We were just happy to, everyone got checks. It was great. And it was in less than, I think from start to finish, less, I think it was about two and a half years, maybe less. And um, uh, every one of those partners then rolled into shops of Arrowhead. Uh, so, you know, when you do the right thing and everyone makes money, um, you know, those partners are there for the next ride. So uh, I will now see if there are any questions in the chats. Let's see, do we got chats here? Does that work? Let's see chat, 12 in the chat. So did you guys like that story? Uh, how do I do chats here? Hold on. I can buy real estate, but I can't figure out how to, oh, here. Stop sharing your screen. Oh, is that what I need to do? Mm -hmm. How do I do that? Stop sharing. Okay, there we go. Oh, look at all those people, 26 people. You get, did you guys love that story? Is that a great story that my, from my first deal? Crazy, crazy. So, okay, um, let's go from the top. We'll work our way from the top. So contract price, oil change. Contract price was 1.2 is what we paid. Sounds like a great deal. Yes, agree, 10 times. I felt, yeah, you feel in your stomach. Any charge for the extensions? I charged them. Let me know when you went an investor. Okay, Allison. Please go back to the distribution screen. Okay, I will. I got to go back to sharing the screen. Share screen. Here we go. Let's see. Maybe I might not be able to do this. Okay, go back. Where do we go back? Sorry, guys. So I got, uh, I took, I did a, I, I did a promote to me, which I think was, I'm not sure what it was, 15 or 20%, I think. And they agreed to do a, and then I agreed to give them each a pref. And I don't remember what the, what the number was. So here was, uh, so if you were, so, so if you were a partner, you, if partner H, gave 100 grand, their preferred return was 22.8, their profit was 177. Pretty good. Now, I would tell you that none of my deal, none of the rest of my deals I've ever done in my career have been that great. So, uh, so, so that's that. Did you perform any site inspections other than the survey or phase one? When I bought it, um, I did a phase one. I obviously, and we did title. So what happened was, is the transformer thing came up in the title survey when the buyers were doing the title. It did not come up in my title survey. Uh, who's the cookie company? Yeah, I love the cookie. I've used the cookie story. There's a bunch of cookie stories that I've done the cookies with. Any other questions? Did you guys like that? If you want, you can unmute yourself. Eddie, did you like that story? There's, there's, since there's only 25 of us, I don't mind. Eddie, what'd you think about that? I love real estate stories. I absolutely love them. And like, this is, this is my stuff, right? Like, this is what I want to do. And this is what I nerd out on. So yes. And it's awesome that you share things like this with us. So guess what I'm going to do when I uh, step up to the plate? That's what I, I want you guys all, you know, when I'm not here for the next downturn, I'm going to be, you know, right here on this beach back here in Hawaii. You all be better be paying this forward, right? You better be doing that. Yeah. That's why I'm trying to set, set some standards here. So I know you will. 
I'll have so. to say, I got um, stressed out listening to it. Just like, oh my gosh, what's going to, it's uh, um, for your first deal, that would be, uh, um, and especially for someone to say, just back out. And you're like, no, this is going to work. That's a um, good job, you know, not giving up. That's the story in and of itself, you know? I, I don't know if Josie wants to jump in. I mean, Josie was a brand new, uh, you know, I had just hired Josie in April of 04. This was all happening. She didn't even know what real estate, what we were doing. I, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine. I don't know what she, what she was thinking. Now she would have, now she'd say, oh, well, Beth will figure it out. Um, but so and many now lessons. I would. Now you would. But back then, were you freaking out? What were you thinking? Yeah. I was like, what is this woman doing? And, the, you know, and, and having the attorney, truly the, this attorney from Tampa that was recommended to me by someone, he was such a jerk. And he was like, you're never going to get those seven people to give you, you know, releases. And if, even if you do, it's going to cost you a lot of money. And I kept saying, I think I can get them. I like, I think I know a lot of them. I mean, so important having all of those relationships, knowing the Lowe's guy you know, and have, have had a relationship with them. No, my attorney, you know, did help with the Bank of America, knowing the broker for McDonald's, knowing the, having done the Applebee's deal, knowing the, um, the, you know, and then the Starbucks investor was kind of a jerk. I kind of even knew them, but he, you know, they just wanted money. Um, and then the shell guy, you know, by that time, I just needed to get it done. Now you can imagine I'm now, six of the seven done, whatever the shell guy wants, because we, we were thinking if we can make this amount of money, we've, you know, we could have paid more money to get those approvals. So I was, I think I, you know, I probably offered the guy, the shell guy 25 grand, probably even would have gone up to 50, 75 or a hundred at that point. And then I really lucked out. I think we only paid him 37, but, um, yeah, and, and again, Paul, I don't know if my promote, I truly don't know if my promote was 20 or 30%. I have no idea. I, I don't remember. It was so long ago. We've done this only for college students. And I said, let's pull that out of the, the vault and let me show this. So my memory is uh, a little thin on the whole promote and, the, and all that stuff. So I, it, was, it was somewhere between 20 and 30 for sure. Um, so, so that was my first deal. So many lessons learned. Read the documents. Read the documents. Read the documents. Don't assume. Like, don't say no for the prospect. You know, I should have called Walgreens. I just assumed. Well, they don't go off. You know, they don't go off hard corners. So why would they go here? Um, you know, uh, I, we probably could have gotten better than the six point four probably looking back, you know, look, I'm not going to, we, we're not going to look the gift course in the face. Obviously we made a crap ton of money. Um, how about my girlfriends? My three best girlfriends said, no, we're not going to do that. You're crazy. Sitting in that restaurant, looking out that window. Um, uh, you know, the whole FPNL go, I, I, I just finished a Starbucks development. Uh, Starbucks opened in November, December. Those of you that follow me know this story. And, um, I literally went six months ago and went to an FPNL's contractor's office. I'm telling you up in you know where, bum, you know where, down a road. I remember texting people going, if you don't hear from me again, like I think I am in deliverance area of South Florida, down this road, turn. And, but I took them cookies and cupcakes. And because the, and the, they were like three months 
three months until we can get out there. And all we needed them, we were, in, we were demolishing a building and I needed them to disconnect the, the utilities. And three months, it's gonna be three months. And I went and took these guys cookies. When I, I snuck in, like you had to, there's like Fort Knox to get into this place. And I went in behind a guy in a pickup truck. I'm in my little red shirt. I'm bringing a little ponytail. I bring the cup, cup, I walk in this trailer and they're like, hello. And I'm like, so hi guys. You know, I know there's, you've got a lot on your plate and a lot of jobs and a lot of pressures, but I just wanted to you know, bring you these cupcakes and, cup, cup, cupcakes and cookies just in case if there's any way you can put my job sooner than three months. They did it the next week. The next week, my GC, who has been a GC for 40 years said, and I, you know, I posted it, you, you know, you guys have seen it. They're like, there's no way, there's no way you're getting this done. We've done everything. We've called lawyers, we've called engineers. I said, I'm going to deal with the cookies. I'm going to get this done with the cookies. And I did, and we got it done. So never underestimate the power of cookies or just, you know, that people are human beings. And I also did this with, uh, with a permitting person. We were trying to get something done at permitting. I took another thing of cookies and the, the lady was like, we're not allowed to take cookies. And then another lady came out and he goes, as long as they're for everyone. I said, they're for everyone, please. You know, there's lots of cookies. And again, like two days later, we got what we wanted. So, you know, yelling at people, you know, and getting all ticked off, just use cookies. Like just use cookies, it works. So, all right, guys. Um, if there are no other questions, I think we, you know, we, I started this with this whole webinar fatigue, but I think I, I hope that was fun and you learned a lot. 